Welcome to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your hosts, Steve Hale, Chris Thayer, and Ron Miltz. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Uh, once again, uh, I'm your host. Uh, this is Ron Miltz. Chris there, Steve Hale. And uh, we're here to talk about the things that we talk about. So guys, guys, it's been an exciting week since the last time we saw each other. Uh, anything, uh, anything anybody wants to jump right into right away? Uh, Not? Nah? All right, well then I'll take control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Last, like, I just felt bad because last week I was like, I know we talked about what we're going to do, but fuck it. We got to talk about Agents yeah, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, first, yeah. you know? So um, I want to open up uh, with something we talked about two episodes ago, which is... Steve Hale's hatred for all things that are new um, because he's like, he wants a hand up a puppet's ass, uh, built out of Legos, um, stop motion animation. Uh, he wants it to look, every movie to look like it was made in 1974. Like Davy and Goliath? Right, right. So the discussion, <laughs> Davy and Goliath, hello Davy. So, so my uh, discussion for today that we were going to open up with is the idea of nostalgia, okay? So we have this sense that, or at least I do, that so many people, especially in our age bracket, are so attached to the things that they were introduced to as children. And the people that make movies want to tap into that. They want mm-hmm. you to come see a movie because they want you to remember what it was like to be a kid again. But inevitably, when that movie gets released, the people that remember that movie from when they were a child hate the modern version mm-hmm. of it because it's not what it was when they were kids. Okay? So, do, do you guys all understand the, what I mean? The prequels are a perfect example. Indiana Jones 4. Oh, oh motherfucker. Really? We're, okay. Let's just jump right into <laughs> okay, this. Let's okay. get it out of the way. Steve, please tell people why you hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. First, I want to say it had nothing to do with the aliens. Oh, good. Good. So you accepted okay. the premise of the story. Good. It started in the very beginning when he was out running an atomic bomb where he hid in, in a refrigerator, which has given a new uh, name in the world. Like jumping the shark from uh, what do you call Happy it? Days. from Happy Days? It's now called Nuke the Fridge. Yeah, that's because hipster motherfuckers like yourself, uh, a hipster, yeah, <laughs> a fucking hipster. <laughs> oh, you know what? Just Ron. because. Says well, now that no, you got the Ron. Ned Flanders, man, you're right. a total hipster. You're a bowler away from like uh, uh, going to yeah. a coffee shop so, and reading poetry. You know, it, it started there. It, right in the beginning of the movie, he's, you know, he's surviving an atomic blast in a. In a in a refrigerator. I mean, that's just dumb. It was a lead-lined refrigerator, you know, Steve. It was um, lead-lined. Uh, it, the swinging through the trees at the monkeys. That is the, the one thing in that movie that I'm like, this the is stupid. Ants, <laughs> like, the, absolutely. the ants, the size of, I mean... They have those. That's a real thing. No, that's That real. big? Well, yeah. Can they, can, they, can they suck a person down a hole like that? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, ants are I mean, very was strong. Th- I mean, they I watched Sesame lift, Street. Yeah. You know, thousand yeah. times their weight Yeah, some got off on that. You know, just, it was just... They, they took Indiana Jones out into the jungle and they bent him over and they just raped him. No, repeatedly, no, no. Repeatedly and I will, come on, you're, look, you're glossing over <laughs> Indiana you know, Jones 2. Temple of Doom is a terrible film. Now, it's you know what? horrible. Uh, uh, you know, We've, we've had talked this, about this argument before, before. And I argued against it and then I went back and I watched it and you know what? You changed my mind on that. Indiana Jones uh, and the, the Temple of Doom is actually... A terrible movie. It well, is a terrible movie. And let's, let's look at the entire Indiana Jones structure yes. in, in, in totality, all right? Because everyone is like always like, well, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is like this perfect film. And I'm like, dude, 
First off, he gets on a fucking submarine in the middle of the yes. ocean. Oh, you're right, right. He's not in the submarine. He's holding on to the periscope for some god amount of awful amount of time. And submarines, yeah, they can cruise on the top of water, but they show that motherfucker going down. Yeah. Yeah. They show it going down, and Indy's like running across. And it's like, what did he do? Did, literally, did he hang on to the periscope? Did he hold his breath? Did he bring a snorkel? How yeah. does he get on there? Yeah, all right? Very yeah. small problem. Exactly. There, right? Furthermore, and I love Big Bang Theory for this. Indiana Jones is completely not important to the story of Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm, Ark. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if the Nazis find the Ark of the Covenant, no matter when they open it, they all would have died anyways, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, while Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark is a great film, uh, Indiana Jones is not as awesome as we like to give him credit for. Yeah. Temple of Doom? The third one was te- awesome. Dude, Last Crusade was a, basically a remake of Raiders in, yeah. in a comedic sense, yeah. which I love Last Crusade. Like, I love all four of these movies. That's yeah. the other thing. But I can, I can see their flaws. And Steve, like, would not hear the fact that Temple of Doom was worse than uh, King Skull. of the Crystal Skull. But the, the blonde, who was Steven Spielberg's wife in that film, oh my God. terrible. Uh, Absolutely yeah. terrible. And, and, you know, actually, I thought she was terrible. Back in the 80s when I saw that, Um, he was not my favorite. Like, zero chemistry. Right. Right. And Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like, it's got its shortfalls, but it's got a lot of really good moments, all right? I love the motorcycle chase and the Mm -hmm. the greaser bar and all that. Like, that's so... And then that's... The other thing about number four, it's got that one douchebag, uh, Shia LaBeouf. I, I like Shia LaBeouf. I just got done oh, watching Transformers man. 3 again. and I'm, I don't mind him. I, I'm excited about Fury. He's a crazy he's person. In, but, he's in Fury, uh, and I'm just trying to ignore the fact that he's in that because I'm what? really excited Certain about Certain actors, movie. it's like Nick Cage. Like I don't want to see Nick Cage in everything I watch, but man, I love National Treasure. That's like, the only movie no, I like No, Kick-Ass. I love him in Kick-Ass. Uh, what's uh, uh, the, the, the movie from the 80s? Uh, uh, Raising Arizona? Dude, oh my God. Raising Arizona. So well, that's the Cone Brothers right there. Yeah, and they make I don't everything know. Cool. But I we're getting off, we're okay, getting off topic okay. big time. I will argue that nostalgia, and we get to the prequels here, nostalgia ruined the prequels for many people because they expected to go see Star Wars. And I really think that people are going to be disappointed by the new movies. I really do. Oh, of course. I think that they're going to come out and and like certain Star Wars fans are just going to be like, Star Wars is dead to me. Like completely dead. Yeah. You know? And and it's like... Uh, But you got J.J. Abrams doing it though. Yeah, but J.J. Abrams also just made Star Trek Into Darkness, which the Star Trek fans weren't happy about. I had no problem with it. Well, but hardcore Star Trek fans were not happy about Star Trek Into Darkness. Hardcore Star Trek fans like green women with six breasts. I like green women with six breasts. Nothing wrong I mean, with who that. doesn't? But, <laughs> right. you know, that's what their standard is. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, check it out. But I go through the idea when I label the, pre- the, the Star Wars like saga, as it were. The, the best movie in the Star Wars saga is Empire Strikes Back. Hands up. Bar See, fucking I don't none. agree with that. Wait, wait, wait. wait this is my list. You okay, can make your ahead. own motherfucking list over there. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is the best movie. The second best movie for me is Revenge of the Sith. Followed by Star Wars is number three. Followed by... Uh, Attack of the Clones, which is number four, followed by Return of the Jedi, which is number five, and Phantom Menace, which is number six. Now, some people, when I tell them that Return of the Jedi is like the, the fifth best movie in that saga, are like, you're insane. And I'm like, that no, movie... I, I gotta agree with you. That movie's that. uneven. It's basically the first 40 minutes is the end of Empire... And it's the Muppets. Yeah. You know, you're I in Jabba's hate palace. Stupid Ewoks, dude. Well, and then the last, the, the, the second half of that movie, the hour and 15 minutes of the new movie, are basically a remake of fucking the, the fourth movie. All you're doing is blowing up the Death Star again. Yeah. And yeah. the only interesting part of that whole movie is the throne room scene at the very end. Yeah. 
Yeah. All that shit is like gold. And if you could somehow have taken that and made that into a, a, its own film, like, and got rid of the teddy bears fighting stormtroopers. Teddy bears, oh my God, I hate that. You know? Yeah. I, I, then Return of the Jedi is a much better film. And I don't hate Return of the Jedi. It's just not as good as the other movies. Like, yeah. it's really epically not as good as Revenge of the Sith, which is a fantastic film. Once, and, and I know people don't agree with me on that, but I love Revenge of the Sith. If you could get rid of Hayden Christensen, it would be I got okay. no problem with Hayden I Christensen. I got all kind of problem with him. He's he terrible. is exactly the same character that Mark Hamill is. He's whiny. He wants he's to go to Tachi terrible. Station to pick up some power converters. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like he's a teenage angsty kid, dude, in the middle of a war. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. No, I was talking with a student about this um, yesterday. And I don't know how it came up, but he was talking about how he likes, you know, the, the prequels better than the original three. And I, I, it dawned on me Nostalgia. that he's, he's going to like those because that's what he experienced first. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think there is some, some truth to what you're saying. Uh, the, the big question is, is it going to keep you from enjoying new films well and i think you have to understand that nostalgia is working on you yeah you know yeah it's yes. like go ahead steve it, it, for me you know with the, the nostalgia with movies it, it always comes back to you always bring up the the special effects and which i'm a huge fan of um and it, it it's always that jurassic park line of yeah, you never saying that. You, i don't you, get the dude, jurassic park you, you know go what? to jurassic park you got to find another listen, example got to find another example the technology 1993 has, the, that movie dude, came the, out the technology has changed in the last 30 to 40 years with with practical effects you're doing it just because you're doing the cgi because it's cheap and it's easy and it's yeah. lazy and it looks like it? crap where was dude. it bad in jurassic park no no, no he's not no, saying the, it's li- bad. the line in the movie when he says you you didn't stop to think uh you could you know i get it that and so they just make these these uh, these CGI movies, and it just they're but, not memorable. There's so nothing is that cool the only about them. You bring up Jurassic no, he Park. likes Jurassic Park because it was. Oh, I love Jurassic Park. They the used it as one. the perfect amalgamation of practical and CG because okay. they had like a big giant T Rex on set yeah. that they used. Yeah. And nowadays they wouldn't do that. They, they had that T Rex CG the when whole we were, thing. You mentioned that the last couple Dude, when times. When we were at Comic Con, we were at Comic Con. They had the T Rex head at one of the prop stores. Oh, the, the full-size one? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. And, you know... I thought, I thought you were thinking of Smaug look, that they these had are, over. That was cool, too. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I always come back to, like, when I sit through a film and I'm watching just this CGI nightmare, I'm not going to remember this. Now, some characters and some, some effects is needed. Gollum. Iron Man. Fl- Gollum came yeah. out rap, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but um, look at Yoda in the prequels. Looked kind of crappy to me. No, the first, the, here's the problem. The first, but yeah, go back and look at the fucking puppet in I, episode one. Agreed. But like, agreed. Look and that now, was the like point the, the kid was making. Look at the Hobbit movies. All the orcs now are all CGI orcs. Well, not the all orcs. of them. Just that, the new, those, the not Uruquai, but the, the other one, the white one. And there's like two of them that are CGI. In and, the new... In the new Hobbit movie, I think the only one that was the CGI was the one that gets his head cut off by oh, the Oh, there's the a bunch of non-CGI you know? orcs in those And they're, they're riding the skateboard down the mountain uh, <laughs> of orcs. Where the hell did all these orcs come from? It's just, once again, it always gets back to, it's got to come at you moving a thousand miles an hour to That's keep these kids That's what kids interested. want, dude. But, uh, but I'm going to use... Well, the, you know what? These kids hold suck. Hold on, hold on. The episode... Yeah. <laughs> and they need to be taught different. The problem is when you were shooting on film before, you could get away with shooting with puppets and shit like that. Yeah. Okay? Because the simple fact is is that the lighting and the crappiness of the film, you could get away with that visual being sort of distorted. Yeah. 
You can't do that with IMAX cameras and these yeah. HD digital cameras. Look at Yoda in episode one when they used the puppet. Why do you think they went back and replaced the puppet with the CG thing on the, the Blu-rays? They were like, that puppet looks terrible. Like, it looks, like, goofy. You're like, that's a fucking puppet. Like, yeah, I know it's a puppet. With, with what's going on, with what is out there now, with, with some of these artists are doing, there's a show going on this weekend right now. It's full of nothing but sculptors and artists and the people who make this stuff come to life. Uh-huh. And what you see there is amazing, and it is memorable, and it's cool. And it's not the shit you're going to see coming out of the portal in the Avengers. Who, uh-huh. what are, once again, what are these guys? They're crap. <laughs> They're the Chitari, Steve. I already told sure. you Sure. I feel better now knowing that... Because I was totally baffled thinking that you thought Jurassic Park was all <laughs> shitty CGI. No, 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 and no, I, no. No, like, that's like Steve's like benchmark. That's like what he goes to. Well, okay. He's yeah, like, I was thinking, he's this like, doesn't make any sense to me. And CGI together. That's no, how you no, do that's, it. No, I mean, there's, there's a, a, there is yes. a, a meeting of okay. it. Well, we were talking last you know, week about cool. World War Z, and I think World War Z is a great example of a movie with too much CGI zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this, the know. zombies in there, like, not all the shots are clean. No. A they, lot it, of them are weird. They took weird. a disaster movie, okay, uh-huh. with the wave coming down the street, and they put a zombie filter on yeah. it. And that's yeah, all yeah. they did. Pretty okay? much. Yeah. And it looked like hell. Okay, but here's, getting back to the idea of nostalgia, all right? So, when we think about that nostalgia, like Tron. A lot of people were like, when Tron Legacy came out, were super excited that, it, like, oh, Tron Legacy, it yeah. looks great and everything. And then they saw the movie and they're like, well, I didn't like that. That wasn't, it wasn't as good as the original. I had people tell me that. Like, it wasn't as good as the original. <laughs> and I'm like, like, when's really? the last time you saw Did it? they watch the original? Exactly. Like, the original Tron is fun and, and it's, it is, you know, for its time, it's, it is what it is, right? The acting is But terrible. it is not like fucking like Henry V or this something was the, yeah, like that. Yeah, that was no groundbreaking, no. you know. Well, it was groundbreaking from the effects standpoint. At that time in 1982, sure. Yeah. Um, but this was—we're not talking about some uh, great Gatsby or uh, well, I, I uh, mean, Gone with the Wind here. This no, is not, you no. Know, yeah. But Tron Legacy, once again, really gorgeous visuals. Yeah. Really interesting story. Like the movie on the whole works really well. That and- blonde. Banging, <laughs> man, and her little white suit. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Special suit. I like that. <laughs> you're like, dude, put a frisbee on my back, baby. Right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, can you guys think of any like anything else that's coming out, or or anything that like you have tied to as a kid? Because we talked about some remakes that we'd like to see, but anything you've seen like in the last ten years, like Steve, I'll go for one for you. How'd you feel about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Um, Steve's a big horror guy. The latest one, I have not seen at all. Um, The first two, you know, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, You know, what made those movies great in the beginning with was was the raw grittiness of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even the way that it was filmed, you know, in the 70s, that whole grindhouse look to the movie adds to the the scariness of right, it, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, now, you know, they just remake this movie. It's clean. It's got its, its hot, sexy actors. Because um, Jessica Biel was in the first uh, Yeah, the first you know, one, right? uh, and they all have great racks, and it's, you know, that's, that's the only appealing part to me <laughs> about it. After that, it's just like, I'm, not, I'm just not with it. You know, they did it with Friday the 13th. They did it with oh, uh, dude, I really Elm liked Street. The Friday the 13th. They did it with Texas Chase on Massacre. Yeah, I, you can't they did it with that all these. Friday the 13th. And I was, that was you know what? Zombie, I've seen... Uh, no, 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 that, that was, was Halloween. Halloween, which was terrible. Yeah, which oh, you didn't like the Halloween. Oh, they were terrible. Those Mike, the new Halloween one and two that Zombie did. No. I say take a chance. I and, was okay and give with me the something first new. One. There's always movies that have that, like where you're touching to your childhood. Like they're talking about making another Goonies film right now. Like that's been in the talk for a while. 
I don't know see, that I need another Goonies no. film. And see, that's how I feel. Oh, that's I how I feel when they go ahead and take a movie from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they remake it. You know, you're you're messing with the nostalgia. You're messing with my. Well, remember, they're just trying to sell tickets you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, so. and they're not going to get my money. No, no. So, I've got one. Go ahead. The new Annie coming out. With Jamie Foxx and <laughs> yes. is it Cameron Diaz? Yes, which is terrible. Is Miss Hannigan? Just she's no Carol Burnett. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You had a pretty solid cast that, no, in that a, original one. That original Annie's not very watchable. Okay, I gotta watch it again because I enjoyed it. It's not. Well, here's the thing. They took they took the and, and this is because I'm a theater nerd. But they took the show and I've done that show before and yeah. I've done lighting for that show as well. Um, they rewrote the, the second half of that show okay. uh, to have that big chase sequence when they're on the bridge with Tim Curry and everything. Yeah. That's like not in the stage play. And then the, uh, the, the Punjabi guy, <laughs> that's yeah. like, I think he was from the comic books, but he's not in the stage play that they did either. So, but huh. it's all the music. Plus that show, it's like all the songs you know are in the first 10 minutes of that show. Yeah. And I mean, then look, it's done from there. Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. I like, agree. Now, here's my beef. And I, this is probably not very politically correct, but why does everything have to be effing multicultural? Why do we have to always go across color lines? Or, well, even better, why is the Karate Kid doing Kung Fu is a better question. Well, okay. <laughs> but, and, and I understand, you know, if, if, there's, if there's a reason to change the ethnicity of a character, I'm totally down for that. You know, I, I know a lot of people are mad about a, a Johnny black- Storm. What's that? Because they're, they're, they're doing the Fantastic yeah. Four, and they, uh, they have Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. Okay, exactly. How is he the brother? Is he a stepbrother? Is he adopted brother? I assume they're supposed to be brother and sister. I assume they'll explain it. Maybe he could be adopted. But there we go necessary? into changing, changing the basis of characters again. Yes. Whether but it's small why? from smoking to the... The ethnic side well, of it. And I, but I think that's a... Well, and instead of like changing Johnny Storm into an African-American gentleman, and I love Michael well, B. Jordan. change them both. Yeah, but I love Michael B. Jordan. All right? Okay. I love him. I, I love him on Friday Night Lights. I love him in everything. He's a fantastic <laughs> actor. If, you, if you've never seen uh, Fruitvale Station, like, you should check that okay. out. Um, but uh, Michael B. Jordan, fantastic. But instead of making him Johnny Storm, because I feel like we already had a great Johnny Storm with Chris, yeah. e- Chris Evans, uh, why don't you make him Black Panther? You know exactly. You know why they do this? It's, it's actually it's because there's some some producer, some executives sitting around a table. And go, you know what? You know what made a lot of money? You know what made him a lot of money, man? It's when we did that Karate Kid remake. Yeah, and they were Which we, we was turned entirely a, Will Smith. I'm right? sure. So why don't we go ahead and do this Annie? Why don't we do the same thing with this Annie movie? Well, whatever. I, I bet you, if we do this with the Annie movie, we'll make the same amount of money. Well, they're or more. They're going to make money on that Annie film. Like so. that's going to make money. You they know will that, make. Right? They but my question, question, they're, they're not going to make our money. That yeah. that is not targeted at Steve Hale. Like, no. no way. You no, know? but is the movie going public a big enough segment African American to justify changing these characters? Just arbitrarily to try and get that segment of society's money. Yeah. It's that big of a segment yeah. of society going to see movies? It's not just that, man. It's like, it, like, like, and I think this is a whole other topic for a whole other day. Uh, and we'll come back to this at some point. But I think, yeah, I think it is. You know, I really think it is. That's got to be the motivation then. Well, but I, I mean, at, at what point, I, I, like, if we're going to do like, like all black or all Indian, and I mean, you know, Indian, like the subcontinent yeah. Indian, not like, like. Scalping yeah. Native American folk, um, but like if we're gonna do it, like let's get some kick-ass remakes on. Like I want like all black Batman. 
You know, or I want like uh, no, I, I want just, something new. I just want new no, stuff. No, but if we remake stuff like culture, let's do it, dude. Could you uh, imagine like Native American Star Wars? Like, how dope would that be, dude? Like Darth Vader comes in, like all face paint on and such. Come on, man. You guys, I just don't understand uh, the need. I, for I, it. I would explode. <laughs> I mean, I, now I would just I probably fucking walk out. Oh, I'd just be like, I'm out of here, dude. I, I, I do understand even... there is a lack of good roles. For certain ethnic groups, especially Latinos, there's there's just a lack of. Good well, they roles. get cast as terrorists now. That's uh, well, yeah, <laughs> because there's no but, there's no uh, no Middle Eastern people living in the United States apparently, so they cast all the Mexicans as, as terrorists. Instead now, instead of going back and trying to change something that's already iconic, like Annie, it's friggin' huge. Right. Even before it was a, a musical and before it was a movie, it was a friggin' comic. This is an iconic character. That's a Will Smith joint, dude. Like you got to let that go. He's trying to make his. Those, he's trying to make his kids and other kids that let's like famous. Right. Okay, I get that. But make something new. Make this generation's that, that's iconic why, that's film. That's why I'm excited about like uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Tusk. What What is that about, dude? I don't know. Have you seen the preview for that? I've yet? seen a small preview, and I'm like, dude, this is. Some crazy shit going you know, on here, and I'm on, excited about it's that. It's based on a podcast he did, which is they found an advertisement on Craigslist or something like that, uh-huh. where it was just like, uh, you can come live at my house, uh, free room and board. The only, the only exchange is that you need to, uh, once, uh, what is it, once a week for two hours, you have to dress up in a walrus costume. <laughs> like, and that's how it started. And that's how it started. And so he wrote a movie well, based it's, on and that, it's something, it's something, it, it's new. Yeah, and I'm sure. excited about that. Even though the, his last endeavor, uh, Red State, not a not a fan. Oh, really? I love not it. a Red fan. State? Oh, you didn't see Red State? No. You didn't oh, like yeah. Red State? I didn't, man. It just it, he was selling it as a horror movie, and I didn't feel it that. was never a horror film. So, like that's the thing. Like I it, did like I did like the end. I did like the yeah, end of the movie. That's a really that good was movie. pretty. That was pretty cool. And ending. especially go back and watch it again, but don't watch it as a horror film this time. Watch it as sort of just what it is. Okay. Like just watch it as a. I'll try it again. You know. And especially like when uh, the the one dude's giving the speech in in the church. Yeah. Oh man, he's got the kid in the cage and everything like that. Yeah. And he's talking about the sinners of the world and like what we do to them. Like, yeah. dude, that's hardcore. Like, and that's like almost like a seventeen. And, and you know, scene. that's like directors like Kevin Smith, who who give us original movies yeah, yeah. and their okay. stories. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. You're gonna say you don't like Kevin Smith? I love Kevin Smith's movies. Name one Kevin Smith movie that's actually a good film. Chasing Amy. Give me a break. That film sucked. That film you, was terrible. What, what do you mean it's I, terrible? No, I love it. It got nominated for Kevin for Award for Amy screenplay, dude. It was not a great film. It is a good film. It's got a good story not, to it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The acting is not very good. No, what's, what's a Nubian? <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> Seriously. Now, I'm not saying I don't love it. Clerks. 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 Oh, my God. The clerks. clerks is awful. No way, man. That was like a that, great Look, movie. it's not a great piece of filmmaking, like Clerks. That's my point. Well, I, yeah, Name but that's one not, Kevin Smith movie oh, that's a you know, great man, piece but of when filmmaking. I'm, when I'm sitting He's down not fucking Michael movies. Bay and, like, like, there's not, like... It doesn't have to be explosions. Does he need more lens flares? Is that what you want? More J.J. No. Abrams? You know, I, I'm not There was sitting, no production value to The Lovely Bones. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, there was a little. There was a little. Uh, but, there was how much? All right, there was a lot. But it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> like big explosions wait, wait, They and spent stuff. $100 million on that film. You know what? that, right? No. Oh, yeah. All right. Lovely Bones? Oh, yeah. 
they were talking about that when we were we saw them at uh, Comic Con that uh-huh, one year. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter Jackson. That's was a good movie, dude. They, they spent on a okay. ton of money. But on I'm that, sure so. I could do a list of a hundred films that didn't spend tons yeah, and tons of money can, that are. But great listen, films. I'm not. I'm not always looking for Godfather. Okay? okay, I'm looking for a good movie that's original. It's funny or it's. Exciting. That's that's what I'm looking for. Right. And, and but they do just you think any of his films are going to stand the test of time. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Clerks. Which absolutely. One? Clerks. Clerks, Clerks absolutely. Is done Clerks as is soon a, as like I guarantee my kids will not get Clerks. I, yeah, but I guarantee that that film was not written for your girls. Now I think my son when he gets to like 19 or 20. Well, I, I, dude, you're I living so. you're living in a world right now where the average 19, 20, 22, 23 year old coming out of college or high That's school the job cannot find a good job. They're right. working those jobs, yeah. man. That's their maybe, life. Maybe, yeah. like their life is that monotony of going in every day and man, I'm not supposed to be here today and yep. all that. Like that movie's fucking great. Now, don't misunderstand. I love Kevin Smith's movies. Well, yeah, and I watch them all the time. You know, my girlfriend she sucked seven thirty-seven dicks in a <laughs> yeah. row. In a row. Yeah. No, I mean, there's it's great one-liners. Yeah, yeah. But it's written like somebody who is showing you how clever he is with every other. I'm line. okay with that, though, and that's okay for. But at it's the like time when that, when that movie came out, did yes. you see, have you had you seen a movie like film like that before? No, no not really. In the way that it no, but like, everybody just like wants Tarantino, to do that. But the Tarantino, way that, that he, you know, Tarantino to me is one of those guys. Okay, and I love Tarantino films, but Tarantino created his style, man. And yeah. and and I know yeah. you're like, well, you, well, and people go, well, of course, Tarantino's movies will stand the test of time. But go back and watch Reservoir Dogs. That's not a well-made film, like, visually. No. It's kind of cheap, yeah. and there's a lot of really awkward shots in it, but the movie's fucking... Like, there's some good iconic yeah. moments in yeah. it, but it's... The script is what gets you. The dialogue what yeah. is what yeah. gets you. Pulp Fiction had fantastic visuals, but realistically, if that story's not presented out of order, it's not a very good tale. You'd be interesting to see somebody edit It's it. on there. You is can it? go on the internet and find it. I've watched it. it. It's not very interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Like, when you watch it start to finish, you're all, not a lot happens in this. And yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta are the only interesting parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's you know? funny. Uh, it's, it's fun. I like going on checking out stuff like that. But it's out there in the world. Like, Pulp Fiction in you order. Think. It's like yeah. Memento in order. You should go back and try that oh, in order. Yeah. That shit, boring as can be. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I've seen that. you've never seen Memento? Oh, my God. Oh, that that movie is amazing. Christopher Nolan with uh, Guy Pierce, where Pierce. he's lost his memory and the movie plays backwards. It plays backwards? No. And he tattoos himself. To remember certain things as he tries to find was it his wife's he's got, murder? Yeah, he's or got long term. He can't create long term memories, and he's trying to find his wife's murderer. And the movie starts in the very last scene of the film, and then uh, or the last scene of the story, and then it plays a scene, and then it goes back in time when that scene's done and plays. See, what there you go. Right There's something that. original. Oh, it's very. Original. Oh, fucking you know, great, dude. But watching like, I have to check it out. Yeah, uh, you know what? Before you leave, I'll grab it off the shelf. There yes. you go. There you go. You right. gotta watch that. All right, cool. All right, where are we at? All right, so uh, I think we're uh, we're at that time for dumb shit our kids did this week. Anybody got something to share this week? I, I feel like I have to share something because there's there's just a wealth of amazing stories, especially when you have like a Darian in the house. Who um, I, I was thinking this week. Uh, about some stuff that she did back in the past. And it's, it's like nonstop. It was hilarious watching her grow up. But one thing that stuck out to me was uh, she had this fascination with condoms when she was like six and seven years old. 
Were they just laying around? Well, no, we didn't like leave them. Hey, how much sex is going on at your house, dude? Just saying. In a cookie jar. They just, you know, my my sister likes to give like practical jokes and stuff. So one Christmas we'll end up with a you know a big box of douche or something. Or so we had a plunger one year that was all decorated. So you know we would give gifts back and forth, and you know you don't want to throw them away because you never know. Um, you know the like. No, I don't know. You do know you're married. Like once you get married, that is like your God-given right to never have to wear a condom again, okay, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> But the point is they weren't being used. Isn't that in the vows? So they were, your wedding. It was I like had them, you know, in to the have to hold, to not wear condoms, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sickness yeah. and health. So the point is, is Darian went to use our shower, because I guess the other one with my house, all these women in the house, it's never, like, both open, so she ended up using ours. And uh, one time she tried to put the condom on the top of the shampoo <laughs> bottle... I don't know why, um, but that's not the good one. Um, Lauren apparently caught her one time trying to put one on her head, like a shower cap. So that's that's like one of the all-time great. Which I don't know how. That's awesome. I don't know how Lauren caught her doing this, but for some reason she had this fascination with that. So, how, how far did she get it over her head? Did you have some magnets? I, I, I wasn't. Or? I wasn't there, so I don't know. But that's definitely uh, classic Darian. Okay. Um, uh, Steve, you got Man, any, uh, the I wolves? Got, I got nothing right now after that. I mean, <laughs> really? I, it's, I, Are you tapped out? I'm I, tapped out. I, after I would think that. that story. I would think that with the twins, you would have like a never-ending you know, supply of good stories. Yeah, I mean, don't worry, people. As as the next few weeks and months go on, um, <laughs> as they get older, because they're getting close to two. Man, you got birthdays coming yeah, up. Yeah, so you know they're they're getting pretty interesting with uh, that's sure though. That's so sweet. Well. uh... <sighs> Back to potty training. So, the epicness. Is, we ought to just make this a segment. The potty, potty training, training podcast. Oh my god! So the boy, the boy, the boy has discovered his penis. Like I, I think he already, yes. I think he already knew it was there. But um, we've been potty training, and Daddy's been a little stressed by it. As if you, if you haven't picked up on this fact yet, um, it, it has its upsides and its downsides. But I do not do well with urine or end or fecal matter. So. Um, uh, but the one thing is now the boy has become the boy who cried pee. So uh, uh, he, <laughs> wait, what? You know, you know the story of the boy yeah, who cried I get wolf. It. Okay, so, so he, he doesn't ever have to go, but he claims he does. We make forty trips to the bathroom a day now oh. because he's like, if he just feels it coming on, he's like, and so proud of himself. But you know what it is? We went to a reward system, ah. and I think that little kid just wants the cookie. <laughs> He does. Right. He's not stupid. Right. There's a Teddy Graham involved. Okay, so, uh, uh, but what the thing that's that, the big payoff a little Teddy Graham? He is too. Like, how big of a fucking cookie man. am I going to give him? We're not. Yeah, Teddy Grahams aren't even all that great, though. That's. I don't you, know, man. You're definitely grew, working it. I grew up the crap out of those Teddy Grahams. <laughs> I, I, do a, I do a dad tax <laughs> on right. everything. All right. Dad dad tax. Yeah, I'm dad like, one tax. for you, one for you, two for dad. <laughs> you know, so. Do you do that with the fruit snacks and such as well? Oh, all of it, dude. Yeah, everything is subject to me taste testing. You know, do you ever crack up? when you open that fruit snack you're like here's a snack buddy and you open it up and there's like 12 fruit snacks in yeah. there you're like this isn't even like yeah. what is no, this that's a rip off. but so yeah man he's the boy who cried pee but what I discovered is two things one he wants the cookie yeah alright two well there's actually multiple things two the kid loves to play with fucking toilet paper 
I, oh. and, and he he gets like he'll sit down and go and he, he looks at his little he looks at his little weenus and he looks down and he yeah. goes and, he, and I can see him pushing because you know when you flex and your little your pecker yeah. dances uh, he does that yeah trying, <laughs> trying to get something trying to get like just work a stream out because he knows if he doesn't pee just a little no cookie right yeah. so <laughs> oh, he knows he goes pee pee toilet pee pee toilet so uh, uh, but then he as soon as he, like the like a drop comes out he looks at me he goes daddy all done all done Toy paper, toy paper, and then he yeah. gets the fucking paper roll, and it zzz, oh, <laughs> and so, no. so every time I go to use the bathroom now, the toilet paper has been re-rolled, right, right. <laughs> and, and it's always like this weird clump, uh, of, and it won't brilliant. come out, and it gets stuck, you know? So then I tried to go like the underhand method, oh, yeah. and then, but then he was just like, so now there was like a pile of toilet paper. He's like, mm-hmm. worse than having a cat, right? Oh, totally, totally. Somebody bought him this Elmo book that we read on the toilet, and it's like, got the buttons with fucking Elmo talking. Yeah. And you know my feeling about Elmo, yeah. right? Yeah. Elmo, time for Elmo to go to potty! You know, and like all this bullshit. Uh, uh, well, then I discovered he just wanted to read the fucking book. Like, we would oh. go, Daddy Pee-Pee. <laughs> and so, then he's all, read book? Read Elmo, read Elmo. <laughs> I'm like, one day, buddy, this will be your Fortress of Solitude that you come yeah. to to read, but not today. This is not that day. <laughs> and then he's got the little <laughs> stool that he uses to get up on the toilet, and his mom sits on the stool. So he's like, Dada, sit, 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 uh, sit and read to me. And I'm like, we're not hanging out in the bathroom, man. Like, yeah. like no. I got 3,000 square feet. He's we're just not, relaxing. Do your business you know, and let's move like on to the, you know, the cleaner parts yeah. of the of the house. So on a, on a related note, uh, even though uh, I don't, uh, I didn't have a, uh, uh, what you call it, I didn't have a, uh, a great story about him. I do have a great story about me related to oh. that. So you know how they got the training seat for the kids? Yeah. yeah. So it fits over the top of the toilet so the child doesn't fall into the toilet. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I had fallen asleep downstairs uh, when uh, the missus and him were gone. And uh, I ran up. I was like, oh, dude, I got to like, go to the bathroom so bad. And I like, ran in and I sat down on, <laughs> on oh. this little toilet. I crushed my nuts up so hard. Because <laughs> usually there's a hole for your right. stuff to go yeah. in right there. Oh, man, no. <laughs> yeah. Not even a little. That's, that's pure evil right there. So much so that I, like, hit and I, like, fell off the toilet in pain <laughs> and was lying on the floor, like, writhing in pain, like, with tears in my eyes. Just like, oh, dear God, why is this happening to me? And, of course, when nobody's home, you know how it is. When, no, when everyone's home, you don't say anything. But when no one's home, you're like, mother! <laughs> oh, just like... Like a string. Uh, and that's when it dawns and you're like, what happened to my life, man? I drive a minivan. You know, I drive a minivan. I, I, I can't even I sit down and take a crap because of this whole story. here. You know, you're just like, oh. But you needed the lead in. You needed the lead in with the peepees and how often we're in there. Oh, yeah. and what's even better was, I, I mean, and that, like, the bathroom has become like a fucking landmine at this point because I trip over his stupid yes. little steps. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't get you know, like, and then we go through so much more toilet paper now because the child pees and has to use a strip of toilet paper, and you know it's not that much, but yeah. he's uh, 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 he's just going through as much as physically possible as quickly as possible, and it just drives me. Try having girls. Oh, I, I would never. I would never. I would China them girls and like this, send them to the the, yeah. the fire no, station this, or something. This is what the routine is. It's like we make the list, which they never take with them, to go grocery shopping. And, and at this point, Lauren is old enough that we're like, okay, guess what you're doing today? Go to the grocery store. So here's the card. Go. Um, they don't let me go because I buy, like, all the stuff I want, and then there's, like, nothing good to eat. It's, or it's all good to eat and nothing healthy. So 
Um, what was I talking about? I had peeing in the girls. <laughs> oh, so every week it's like buy toilet paper because at some point midweek, you fools are going to run through every single roll in the house. <laughs> and I don't know why it is, but I'm the only one that puts a new roll on the thing. It's like it's always the cardboard every time I go in there. You know what you got to get, man? Uh, we got the little baby bidets for the, the cloth diapers, like the little wands. Really? Oh, man, like the little wands. I, I was so all about that for like the first – like I got to buy a new one. They're not cheap. They're like 65, 70 bucks, but they just hook on the hose on your little thing. You give yourself what? a little squirt, dude. Like, like your butt is never as clean as it is at that moment. Like Europeans got that shit down. Like, I want to huh. get a toilet with a little heated I, I don't know if I would be okay with that. Well, here's the that problem. That would be a weird feeling for me that it, it I don't know was if I would first. adjust to. Well, it was at first, but the problem is now, like, the hard water has sort of blocked, like, some of the yes. holes. So and now, now it comes like out a- like... <laughs> It comes yeah, out. Like you got it, an enema right dude, there. Happening. I did it the other day, and it was like it was like like it was what like what I imagine they feel like in Gitmo. Like yeah, they're yeah. like get get the bidet one. <laughs> Spray it on his butthole. <laughs> so all right, guys, cool. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, uh, we wanted to talk, we were going to talk about Comic-Con like a long time ago, and we okay. never got to it. Uh, but Chris, you had a topic you wanted to talk about at Con. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is something that I've noticed, and a lot of people are really passionate about, and it's the idea that, that nerd culture has become uh, mainstream. And it's, it's I, I'm wondering if, if that's a good thing, or if it's a bad thing. Now, it's, it, it kind of makes me think of people with their favorite bands, and as soon as the band gets popular, then suddenly that band's no longer cool. Or, you know, why can't, why, they're not allowed to like my band because, you know, I discovered them first. Um, and that happens with any, like, good band that gets discovered by the mainstream. I'm kind of mixed on this one. I mean, you know, with, with Comic-Con, we're talking about an event that has been going on for over 40 years. People yeah. don't realize that the San Diego Comic-Con is a, is it forty-five year old show now? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, recently the the one of the first guys to 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 make Comic Con has just passed away. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty up there in age. You know, right, right, right. Um, so I would love to see pictures of the first like. Couple oh, they of have years. them. If you, if yeah, you just how, I mean, my like first Comic Con was my first Comic Con was in nineteen eighty seven. Okay, and in those days, you got you know, me beat by like eight years. So you know. So you know. Back in those days, people would, God, you know, would be rad if some girls came to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's and how now, it was my first con. And now, you know, with kind of the the mainstreaming of Comic Con, uh, girls are coming to this. Um, and uh, now everybody's bitching that, oh man, these chicks just want to come here to like act like sluts in costumes. Like, yeah. dude, what do you want, man? Well, I mean. Yeah, you were complaining because there were no girls involved. And now, now there's they're girls here. involved, and it's like, why are they and, here? And, they don't you know, like it, it kind of goes back to my conversation a few weeks ago, too, about, about like, the way that comics are drawn and have been drawn for over 20 years. Like, the girls who are wearing these costumes, that is how these comics are drawn. Yeah. So if it's a big, busted, and nice-ass girl wearing this costume, that's the way the character is in the comic book. And if you weren't aware of that... I don't think you're reading the comic book. Well, and I, I understand, like, the backlash against it, but I, I think that uh, for every woman that's like, you know, you know comics sensationalize and sexualize mm-hmm. these women, I think you've got to do it on the reverse side. Like, I'm never, ever going to be have able those, to, those abs? Never. Right. Like, ever. I'm never going to look like that. I'm yeah. not that guy. I'm five foot nine. I'm short and pudgy. <laughs> like, that's just the way of the world. And the guys who've been reading the comic books for the last 40-plus years are that guy. Yeah, that's, it's escapism. Like, yeah. and that's the thing that people forget is we yeah. all want to like we 
the reason we enjoy Superman is because there's a part of us that wants to like be able to do good for the world. And the reason Steve enjoys the Joker is because he's a twisted ass. But uh, <laughs> sorry, love you though. Right. <laughs> but a uh, pencil trick, boom. Um, but. The, the point is, is like, I think with, with the uh, uh, mainstreaming of comics and nerd culture specifically, I don't think this is a phase, man. I don't think this is going away. I think there will become a point where it's oversaturated, the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Like anything, it's like when something's popular, they make too much of it, which mm-hmm. is happening. But yeah. there's already like one brand that is above all the others, and that's Marvel. Yeah. Plain and simple, Marvel can do no wrong at this point, yeah. and they will continue to be like Pixar. And Disney's, they bought a great property. They're gonna continue yeah. to put out great films, all right? Meanwhile, everybody else that's trying to be Marvel not really doing a very good job at this point. No. I, I think the, the number two would be Fox with the X-Men franchise. Yes. And not all those movies have been good. Wolverine Origins is unfucking watchable. Oh, you're being a little uh, harsh you know, on that. That wait, wasn't wait. that bad. The Wolverine Origins, Origins, not the new one that just no, came I out. No, I know. Oh, that's a terrible movie. But it's I think, not that I think one bad. Of the things, one uh, of the yes. things that's helping mainstream this, so to speak, is, is it's the, the, the change in technology we, are, we were not ready for. Yeah. Um, you know, like as just far as in what sense? Six or seven years ago, if Comic Con tickets went on sale, they just went on sale, oh, and yeah. we didn't know about yeah. it. Nobody was tweeting it. Nobody was putting it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Nobody was putting it on this mass social media where, in literally minutes, thousands and thousands of people are seeing this message. It's getting passed on and on and on. Right. I mean, there was a time, and not very long ago, where I could just walk up and buy my pass at Comic Con. Uh-huh. But now, like even getting parking has become an issue yeah, at yeah. Comic Con because they need to tweet it out, they need to put it on Facebook, and the next thing you know, you've got sixty-five thousand people crashing a system. Well, don't you feel like if they just announced something and just walked away and didn't say anything else about it, like it would go better? I don't even know if they should even announce it. Maybe like they should just, just secretly go and turn sell? it on, like they used to. Yeah, like all of a sudden, August first, it just popped up and you could buy your tickets. And the people like you and I and Chris here who are really into this because of the the things that we love, well, we would be interested enough to be checking the website daily, whereas my mom yeah. and you know the rest of the soccer mom club, well, they're too busy with their day-to-day life because they're there for one reason. They would be there for the Twilight or Game the of Sons Thrones, of Anarchy Thrones, or some yeah. of these shows that have really nothing to do with Comic-Con, right. they're coming for that. Well, and you know what? I think that your social media point is like was made abundantly clear by Hall H Line on Saturday this year. Uh, we were out Friday night uh, at a special event uh, enjoying after hours Comic-Con partying. Yeah. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, like, there was a mad rush towards the convention center at like 7 o'clock. What? Uh, and what had happened was people were lining up to get in Hall H the next day. And we were planning on getting there at like 3 in the morning. Yeah. And I, I've been saying, for, ask him, for four years, I'm all... This is that line of demarcation just keeps going and and going and going. At a certain point, unless they lay down the law and say, like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you cannot camp out overnight to wait in line for anything. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. Okay. And this was the first year, like, Saturday of con this year, it finally happened. Because somebody tweeted, sent out a tweet saying, Hall H line, like, already 2,000 people deep. At like 7 o'clock. If you don't get over here now, you may not get in tomorrow. And all you need to do is have that tweet go out and you had enough followers... Dude, there was 6,000 people in line you know, by it 9 has, o'clock it has, It spawns out of control. Now, some of the things that I'm starting to see at Comic-Con over the last years, it goes back to my conversation, uh, the previous show. If you stop watching it, they'll stop making it. If you stop... 
paying attention to Sons of Anarchy at Comic-Con, if that's the stuff you don't want to see there, it'll stop Well, some of the studios up. have already pulled out. You know, you've got... It's not just that it's become popular. It's that it's become um, considered cool to be a nerd. I think and it goes right back it, to Big Bang. You, wait, um, wait, wait. You think what, Steve? I think people see right through that, though. I don't you know? know, man. I, I think... And here's where, the, where my friends have a problem, is they freaking hate Big Bang. Because they see those characters as um, really unfair stereotypes. That's just stupid. I, well, and I, see, I don't understand. That's just dumb. I, it's I, just I, a stupid I kind of disagree. Sit, it's a sitcom. It yeah. is a sitcom. Yeah. Um, and they get mad when they see people wearing their Bazinga t-shirts, which is funny because he only said that in like three or four episodes. It's not like the catch-all catchphrase that he uses in every episode. No. It's very rare that he uses it, which it's is the, smart. It's the knocking thing. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we can get into a whole discussion about Big Bang, but like... Well, but that, here's what I'm trying to get at. Um, nerds are not a new thing. If no. you think back to the 80s, Revenge of the Nerds, people would, would um, dress See, but, up as those characters, but those characters were not really likable in the sense that the Big Bang characters are, are more realistic, I think. I agree. In I their think, portrayal of I think what? as we sit here with our podcast talking well, about, yeah. like, we're all show you guys. Let's talk about <laughs> Star Wars this week. Um, uh, like, but when you when you dress up on Nerd Day at high school, you don't dress up as Sheldon and Leonard. No, and you Raj. dress up as the Revenge of the Nerds. Well, when I teach my workshops, I, I one of the questions because I talk about stock characters in Commedia dell'arte, yeah. and uh, one of the things that we talk about is what's a stock character? A character you need to, everything you need to know about that character, you know them, and at that well, person, there's really on only stage. one character on Big Bang though that that dresses kind of in that, and that's uh, Howard. Yeah. I mean, Howard always has some outfits. Everybody else is just kind of wearing T-shirts and, a, yeah, and pants. But, I, mean, I mean, these yeah. guys, here's the thing. Uh, well, a couple things. First off, we're all California kids. Yeah. We live in a different world. Like, yeah. that's the thing oh, you guys sure. got to realize. Compared Absolutely. to the Midwest, like, we live in a different world. Like, when I go to the Midwest, yes. I, I, I don't even have the right attire, and I'm there in, like, summer. And yes. I'm like, it's raining here? <laughs> what? But that whole idea of, like, what we see as normal people in other parts of the country and the world see as being like, that's nerd culture, you yeah. know? Like, we, we live that life and have lived that life. Yeah. The, the amount of deep discussions that I've had about Star Wars, like, on my deathbed, like, when I go through my life, I will, like, mm-hmm. see the birth of my child, like, the first date Elena and I went on, like, and then I'm going to see Steve and I arguing in the car on the way to Comic-Con about <laughs> Indiana Jones, you, you know? know as, it's as like... A, as, as a kid who... Um, who really did get bullied growing up? You know, you get, got bullied. Growing oh, absolutely, man! I get my ass kicked by anywhere between two to six guys at one time. Really? Oh, like, yeah, what age time. was this at? Oh, anything from junior high to high school, man. Because I, I was bullied um, in junior high, like really. So you bad, know, if, so. if you got a kid who's yeah, going, I know to, you lived a perfect life. We are. You know, I was the bully. And, and in junior high, you know, <laughs> I was really, really I was, was really into my comics. I was really into my my skateboard. I was really into you know just listening to punk rock music. And you know, you wear a, a Star Wars T-shirt to school, and you could get picked on back in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Now, because of this. Bringing it into the mainstream, that kid doesn't have to worry about getting his ass kicked no. for wearing a Star Wars but, shirt when he's fifteen. But you know years why? Old, you, you know, know why? It's because of that old that old adage where it's like, be be careful about picking on that guy because one night one day that guy's yes. going to be your boss. Those or people, he'll, he's going to have a high powered rifle from the clock. Or, well, or, no, or else but you that know, I, the guy who's doing the ass kicking is going. You know what? Actually, dude, I 
actually kind of like Star Wars too. Yeah, you know? I, I I like that as well. But it's not just that you know? those people those people that were the nerds, the smart kids that played Dungeons and Dragons when they were younger. They're the ones that as they got older, they're the ones that had good jobs. Yeah. they're yeah. the ones that had the disposable That's income. That's a recent phenomenon. Well, not only that, but think about that. They all then have children, and then we all instilled this into our kids. Yeah. Like geek culture is instilled where my dad instilled like motorcycle racing yeah. on any Sunday, things like that yeah. into me as a child, and I got music and things like that. That was their their geek culture at the time James Dean and shit like that from like the 60s yeah. my our ours is Star Wars Indiana Jones yeah. you know these these movies that you know now as our kids like you think about that like I, I'm I've shown Ronald Andrew just like clips of Star Wars not the whole movie yet yeah. because I want him to get to a point where he can follow it he understands and we can sit down and as like a father son like experience it for the first time and I'm gonna do the uh, 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 oh watch order for Star yes. Wars yes. yes have you seen the watch order for Star Wars where you go episode 4 episode yeah, 5 yeah, 1, yeah. 2, 3 and then no uh, no no 4, 5 2, 3 um, and then Jedi 6 see, I, and then you leave 1 what out I, what I like I, about I, why the, would you leave Phantom Menace out what I like about the explosion of the culture though is it, it, it's showing kids the same you know what just because you hit a certain age doesn't mean you have to stop liking this stuff yes. man dream big do it yeah, well, that's be, tough look at look at Peter Jackson isolated, and the Lord man. of the Rings. Look at he took the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies and and look at what that I mean it's Dungeons and Dragons. It is. It's yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. And it's Dungeons and Dragons. Dun- and, like it's the movie we've always wanted to see. Like yeah. us D and D players. You know. You, know? Yeah. It, totally. you gotta you gotta tell these kids, you know, just go with it. If you like it, man, just yeah. just love it. But then, just, the, then the, but then go go both feet in. Here's the problem: when we get old, and this is the real problem. Today's kids, like the shit they like, is very different than the shit we like. Like, you got to realize, like, I have that, especially because I deal with, like, when you're doing improv and pop culture, like, I got to stay up to date on what the kids watch so I can identify oh, with them, all right? Yes, it's horrible. And it's hard because some of the stuff they watch, I'm like, I don't get this. Are we talking Catfish? about Catfish? Are we oh, talking no. about twerking? Catfish is so stupid. No, we're not talking about twerking. We're talking about, uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, not, uh, not, I was going to say epic meal time. Adventure time. Oh, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. all. And we're old biddies because of that. And, like and I actually kind of get it, but I don't. I'm not in love uh, with it. A that, real you know? good friend of mine uh, showed me uh, another show from the creator of Adventure Time, and it is even worse. It is, <laughs> if you can believe it, it's like they took a four year old, right, yeah. and just let him speak. And after they were done recording him, they, they animated just it. they animated it, yeah. and it just you're just like, what this, the hell? Am what I is this? I'm like. I'm not even laughing. I'm well, like, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get so it. Much you know? of, so much of TV, though, especially with like when you get to Adult Swim and stuff like that, it's about surrealism. Like, yeah, that's we're, really what it we're is. We're living in the age of surrealism as mainstream media, and that's kind of fantastic. Well, you and know? I think some of it is really good. There's, there's an artist that's here from California, and she's got a comic that's like on issue three or four now uh, called Warhead. And I friggin' love this thing. It is the most random shit I've ever seen where the main character is a guy with an atom bomb for a head. Love it. It's just, he wanders around with an atom bomb for a head. Well, let me ask you, you know? this question. Do you and think, I love it. Do you think that with the mainstreaming of nerd culture, like, do you think that the idea, especially superhero ideas, like, yeah. what's left? Like, what's there left to do? Like, have we done every type of superhero that can be done? When's the last new iconic villain, like, been created? 
you know been created that's well, the question but that's the thing no all the characters like we're experiencing in the screens today yeah. except for maybe Gal- guardians of the galaxy yeah guardians of the galaxy to me is kind of new it's still star wars but it's still sort of new but and that's unique. been out for you know at least a couple decades well, and if but if you know anything about guardians of the galaxy you know that uh the current makeup from the film is no. not the original no. No. like guardians of the galaxy in fact the original guardians of the galaxy are funky and goofy and yeah. nobody wanted to see that movie which is why they did what they did yeah. right. but what like when you think of comic books and comic book type characters, when's the last like everything we're seeing is built made in the '60s? Yes, it's all from the yes. '60s, you guys, all of it or earlier. Yeah, you know, like you're talking you know, about Superman stuff, properties that are 50 years old, like Iron Man, like the Hulk. It's like we were talking about the horror movies, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre '70s. Uh, okay, Nightmare, v for uh, Vendetta. V. Uh, that came out in the '80s. '80s. Yep. Okay. Um, Sin City. Uh, Frank Miller, also the 80s. Okay. Yeah. That's our generation. Yeah, but that's, you're talking about something that's 25 years old. Okay. You know? Well, I think oh, we well, just have right now. I mean, Walking you know, Dead. But, but a lot of the villains we're talking about, like you're, film. like you're saying, a lot of those villains... <laughs> you can't brush off Walking it, Dead. It, it, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not even close. We're talking 30 years worth of character development into these villains that we're right. starting to see now. Right, right, right. So, I mean, what's coming up? You know, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm, when I'm 65. Like, Wait, oh, are you going to live that long? <laughs> well, I plan on living uh, to 85. That's, that's my target okay. number. Okay. I, I can't let that go. Hold on. Okay, you let's, cannot call Steve, Walking Dead Steve will agree with a me Romero this. film. So, the Walking Dead, they're Romero zombies. Like a thousand yes. percent. Oh, absolutely. They're that's Romero not zombies. The issue. Walking Dead is not about zombies. It is. It's, it's a, character, a survival story. It's a character development show about what happened. It's literally... It's, and, these no. zombies are irrelevant. Yes, exactly. Actually, the zombies have become a backdrop. And that's they exactly, well, well, even more so in the comics. Like, once you yeah. get in, like, get, I'm telling you, dude, yes. got to go, the, the new trade paperbacks, it's, it's crazy. In, in, in The, in the oh, Walking Dead, what most people miss is it's, it's surviving the living. That's what it's right, exactly right. afraid of. Well, the and they skipped now, over that in the show that they've already, it already happened in the comics when Rick is like, you know, I figured it out. Like, yeah. they're not The Walking Dead. Like, we are The Walking right, Dead. Right, like, right. They didn't the do one. that in the, no, in the show? I no, thought they did. No. Man, so. it's all blurring together for me now. Hey, check it out, though. And I'll tell you why they're the Romero zombies. Because Kirkman, and I'm going to give you a little spoiler here, spoiler alert for the comics. They jump ahead in time, like a couple years, in the, in the, uh, after the Negan thing happens. Um, and just in the last episode, like a couple of dudes got attacked by zombies while out on patrol. And they came back, and the one guy's gone. And the other guy comes back, and he's babbling about some bullshit. And they're all, what's wrong? And he goes, they're talking. Really? They're talking. So they're developing. He's like, what do you mean? They're, they're zombies which, can't talk. Which is something that Romero started doing towards the end of his right. run of those. Oh, so man. they're talking. So what does that mean? You know? So it's like with, when you look at the Robert Kirkman Walking Dead, fantastic world. Good world building. But it takes place in a very small part of the world, which Romero films do as well. Yeah. Um, but the zombies have rules. They're the Romero rules. And he sticks to them, which I respect. So That's fine. But... They don't fucking run. They're not on Again, like Adderall. They don't sound like this. <laughs> the zombies are largely irrelevant. It they could are be completely. any epidemic at all. But all movies. Look, Night of the Living Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead. First off, fa- could make a fantastic stage play, which I think they already yeah. do with it. Second off, the zombies are just the backdrop for the character relationships, yeah. especially with the black lead. Yeah. You know, dealing with the racist uh, couple. You yeah. know, the dude that locks himself downstairs. That Romero's always been about that. Oh, Dawn yeah. of the Dead was all about consumerism. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I Day of the Dead. I'm lost in my mind what the backdrop on that one was. It was sort of military industrial complex esque. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Land of the Dead was about commercialism mm-hmm. uh, and class warfare. If you get a chance to like, not I've got my, them all. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, Land of the Dead, not my favorite of the Dead movies, but no. you know, better than anything that came after that. So. Oh, yeah, those Diary of the Deads and those rest. Oh, they just got worse. Well, those were fairly recent, weren't they? Yeah. He's, he's reaching at this point. He's yeah. just trying to grab I, I think the genre. He just, and go. He's just he's old and lost his mind. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. All right. So that's a fantastic discussion. Let's move on. Um, anybody have anything they want to rant about this week? Any rants that they? Uh, anything that from the past, from the present? Anything that you just? Like, been bugging the shit out well, of you. Well, I had one, not last week, but the week before. So, yours was last week, right? Yeah, last week I was ranting about how World War Z sucked ass uh. so much. <laughs> um, I don't know, you got something? I've, I'm, you know me, man. I'm always pissed off at something. Like, I rail against the world. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be the only one on the podcast talking all the time. But I, I definitely have one. Does anybody else have anything else? Why don't else? you go ahead and start it off and... Maybe we I can add things, to it. But I'm not sure know. if I'm there yet. Oh, okay. Well, my absolute uh, bitterness. We bought some new furniture from Ashley's Furniture. Mm-hmm. And my bitterness comes with fucking people and their scheduling. And this same with our air conditioning uh, checkup guy. Oh. So these motherfuckers schedule you a time for your pickup. And everybody's talked about this before. But you know what their new thing is? They don't come to your house unless you call, unless you pick up the phone when they call ahead of time. What? So... Now, me, when I'm at home, I'm not on my phone, like, holding it. Like, I'm playing with the boy. Yeah. We're in the backyard doing stuff. I'm in the pool. All sorts of different things. These people schedule an appointment with me from 9 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, as long as they're being specific. Right. So, yeah. it's like, we're going to give you a four-hour window. That's fine. I set my time aside during the day to get these motherfuckers at my house to do whatever it is they need to do. I'm there at 1230. They haven't shown up yet. All right? I go and I put the boy up to bed. It's 1.15. No, and I'm going, all right, not, something's not right. I go down and check my phone. I have a missed call at like 12.37, all right? So like right before I came inside. Yeah. I check it. Hi, this is so-and-so. We're, you know, we're just letting you know, you know, we're calling about your thing today. Please make sure you call us back, da-da-da-da-da. There was no agreement when we made the appointment. Yeah. Like, I need to pick up the phone. Like, come to my house, knock on the door. Like, yeah. I, I've, I've planned this friggin' appointment for you to yeah. be at my house. I've put four hours aside for you, right. and you have the goal. And then I call them back, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm here waiting. And they're like, oh, well, he tried calling you, and you didn't pick up. I'm all, did he try knocking on my door? Did he try, yeah. like... Huh. Coming to my house between nine and one, the like agreed upon time. To? I'm all. I was here waiting for him all day. Like I went off on this guy, not like in a go fuck yourself way, but you know what? It's like I don't know how you people do business on your end, yeah. but like you're not going to be in business very long if you continue to do this, and yeah. you're certainly not going to continue to get my business. Like yeah. that ain't cool, yeah. you know. Uh, and the guy's like, "Well, I'm really sorry, but you, you know, our our technicians need you to need to make sure you're at the house before you come." I'm like, "Was that explained to me before?" This get, the appointment was made, and they're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, then how am I supposed to know yeah. that I need to camp as well next to my phone yeah. right. at the time when you're going to come to my house? Yeah. I'm all, and I literally was like, dude, what if I was taking a dump when your guy called? Yeah. yeah. And so now because I got to take a shit in the middle of the day, like and you know, I, you're not going to come to my house and check my air conditioning. There are a lot of people who are trying to make a conscious effort not to have their phone in their hand yeah. all the time yeah. because it's so bad now. I mean, you know, you go to a restaurant with people – 
uh, and you can't even have a conversation because they're just staring at their phone the entire time. So people are trying to make an effort not to have the phone in their hand. And I'm one of those time. people because if I have my phone in my hand right now, I'm playing Clash of Clans. Like that's yeah. my thing right Star now. Star Wars Commander. Yeah, like those games. <laughs> those games drag me in, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I'm sucked in, and I'll sit there and play for hours. And man, I got other shit to do. Yeah. So it's like I intentionally will leave the phone. I have a little basket that I put my phone in now with a little charger hooked up to it. Plus, just leave it there. You know, you know? you're at home. Uh, you've taken the time off from work. You're running around with the kids. That's the big thing. The, the phone me. goes off and you didn't make it to the phone. You end up getting the message and you call back like 10 minutes later. Like, what if you have your hands full? Like, hey, man, I'm changing a shitty diaper or something here. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then by the time I call and, the guy back, and I literally yeah. call the guy back 45 minutes later and we missed the appointment time. Wow. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So your guy calls in the last 25 minutes of the appointment and I missed the appointment time because yeah. I didn't pick up right. Like, yeah. why not call me at 9 o'clock? Yeah. And, and, and again, at 10. I'd, I'd say, you know, listen, listen, get it in the truck. And, and have it here within the next hour, or I want a full fucking exactly. refund. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's I will much take my business yeah. somewhere else. And the guy, well, and but here's the thing, like with this specific one, and with the furniture guys too, um, with the furniture guys, they're obviously dropping the furniture yeah. off. So that's one thing. There's nothing I can do about that. They're yeah. going to show up when they're going to show up, yeah. right? But with the air conditioning thing, we have a warranty, a 10-year warranty. But they have to come by and, like, check the thing out once a year. Yeah. It's a fucking racket if there yeah. ever was Hell one. Yeah. Right. Like, they're going to charge me 60 bucks to take a look at this thing so my warranty stays intact, exactly. right? Um, don't get me wrong. Love my air conditioning. Cools the house down. Mm-hmm. Does wonderful stuff. But this bullshit, like, and then, the, and then the little dude keeps calling me back now, wanting to reschedule. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm out of town this week. Like, there yeah. ain't no rescheduling until, like, maybe the end of this month. Yeah. He's like, well, you're running out of time on your warranty. And I'm like, well, that ain't my fucking fault that you guys couldn't make it to my house. You when know? you were supposed to. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and it's not just them. And I know, I know, like, the cable company, the mm. fucking AT&T. The alarm company. The alarm people. The, the, uh, you know what? You know, out of everybody who was the best, City Riverside Water and Power. Oh, yeah. I called City Riverside, was like, hey, I need my water shut off at the main valve. Uh, because, you know, I mean, I can do it, but it's like, if they come in, if I break the valve, I got to replace it, yeah. you know, and, and not that it's yeah. hard to turn, but when they just replaced that valve. Yep. So I call him up, dude comes out, turns it off. Dude was out within 10 minutes. Beautiful. 10 minutes. The guy came out when I need to turn back on within 10 minutes, they got a dude at my house, yeah. turn the water on. God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's how, that's how it should be. Yeah. I, I've got something very similar. I knew that if I held back that, <laughs> that something. All right. So in the mornings I'm trying to set up. You know, get what I'm going to have for lunch. Because I don't have the luxury of leaving, you know, my job to go and get lunch. Whatever I have, I have to eat the shit that they serve there, which I haven't done in like four or five years. Because they were rude to me one day. And I said, well, screw you. You don't get my, you know, 100 bucks a month in food at that place. Um, So I have to bring whatever I eat. So I go in the mornings either to Vaughn's to get some soup. Or I go to Stater Brothers. I'm sorry, are you like a 92-year-old woman? That hey, you're hey man, the potato soup's good, dude. <laughs> you're like, I, I'd like soup some is soup, easy. It's sir. pre-made. It's yeah. pre-made. My gums. No, Only if there's cool. a man that's like, no soup for you. No soup for you. <laughs> so then I go to Stater Brothers. No. So I, or Stater Brothers, right up here by my house. And they've got like a really nice deli area. And they'll, you know, ha- hand make the oh, So sandwiches. you've got like an upscale Stater oh, Brothers it's, next it's to your so house. Good, nice. Yeah. It's brand new. Um, like pinky out, pinky out Stater Brothers. Literally. There's like 10 women working behind the deli counter, like getting the stuff ready for the day and whatnot. And I feel like I'm invading their world just trying to get them to make me the damn sandwich. I, you know, I'll stand there for like five minutes waiting for somebody to acknowledge my existence. And they're all like over there joking and working on their shit. And finally, I have to like, hey, you know, can I get some effing service here? And 
the whole time I feel like I'm a burden to them because I'm there interrupting their, you know, hand time That's or whatever. one of the reasons I don't like uh, anybody, any, like, Starbucks. I feel that way when I go yeah. to Starbucks. Any coffee house, I feel that way. Like, the barista's doing me a fucking favor by making my, I my coffee. Uh, I Chipotle is getting that way, too. And like, here, the last two times I went to yes, Chipotle, I had yes. that same goddamn experience where the guy was like, black or... Uh, and I go, well... And he goes, sorry, sir, you're holding up the line. And I'm all, motherfucker, what? I just stood in this line for like 15 minutes to get the burrito. I'm going to take a minute to look and decide what I want. Yeah. Like, you you're stood not- there the whole goddamn time and you don't know what you want when you got to... Oh, see, I'm the guy behind you going, fuck, <laughs> dude, for fucking real? We've been in this goddamn game together and now we get up there, you don't know what you want? Well, maybe I'm, I changed... I'm like, back in the fucking line, dude. <laughs> Come well, back when no you're ready, for you. Man. Well, maybe yeah, exactly. maybe somebody should redesign the fucking line so you start I mean, out you start out the line behind and you can like see menu. what you might be all eating. Right, you know? right. That goddamn menu is like seven fucking items. It ain't what in and out, dude. Decide, I'm not walking man. up and going, "Can I get a <laughs> Holy burger?" Shit, dude. <laughs> they have they have three types of meat, it two types of beans. <laughs> yeah. Like there are like, choices, sir. And then he wants to fucking use a coupon. He's like, "Oh, you know what? I rolled all my change. Do you mind taking all my fucking change? Wait, oh, you know what? Wait, wait, I didn't have. Wait. I didn't have. Steve, fucking... do you want to tell the change story, or I do you did. want me to tell the change story? The what? change, the roll of quarters. This is where Steve's getting this from. <laughs> oh, so I take great joy in paying in the hardest possible way. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, when you could still like pull up to Comic-Con and park at Comic-Con yeah. and the attendant would be like $20. You can do this at Angel Stadium still. Um, I would always go to con with like rolls of pennies and quarters and nickels and such. Nice. Yep. So we pull up and, and, and if they're like, if the person's super, hi, welcome, can I da da da? I flop $10 bill, yeah. go about my business. We pull up and this woman gave me immediate grief. Immediate grief. <laughs> like just the awesome. bitchy as bitchy could be. Yeah. And, she's, and I was like, oh, and she's like $10. I was like, oh, hold on a second. I reach in my bag. I pull out a roll of $10 quarters. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm not going to accept that. And I'm all, it's legal tender. You have to accept it. It's an absolute yeah. true story. He, he had to school this woman on this. And, and she, she goes, she goes so I don't have pissed. to take it. I go, it's United States currency, ma'am. I go, you're going to take it or, or we're going to have a problem. You know, I'm going to call your boss. I'll, I'll call the 1-800 number that's right there. And She's like, well, you know I got to count all this. I go, well, that sounds like you got a really shitty job and you should consider doing something else for a living. Somehow we we almost (laughs) always get into it with the parking attendants at Comic-Con. Either that or this year, this lady wanted wanted me to pull forward or Ron to pull forward. We parked and she's like, you shouldn't park there. And we went, oh, no, we're good. And she goes, no, you really shouldn't park there. And we're like, no, we're fine. We're cool right here. And, like, and, she, and she goes, no. You, and she's like, a third time. Like, we're like Jesus on the cross. And yeah. she's denying it. She's like, no, you really shouldn't park there. And I stopped and I go, do you not want us to park here? If you don't, just say, please don't park there. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I don't want you to park there. And I look at her and I go, how hard was that? <laughs> oh and she was really trying to be fucking nice, yeah. too. Yeah. Because that's the problem. Because, well, she was pretty rough. Like, oh, she, she was she like... Was, she was, a former, she was yeah. a former gang member, and I think she had oh some. She was covering up some of the tattoos on her yes, face, yes, yes. and and she was really trying to say, "Move your fucking car." Yeah, she was trying the nicest possible. But it was way. cool. We were and cool. We were, being, was like, we were totally antagonizing her ass. Dude. Like, we just pull the fucking <laughs> no, car but forward. Steve, but there was a misunderstanding because we're like, "No, we're fine. We're cool right here. Like we want to park here." You know? Yeah. She's like, "No, you should not." Park. <laughs> and yeah. Do not want us to park yeah, here. Somehow yeah. we almost always get into. It I with love fucking there. with. I mean, not look. I'm not trying to make their lives hard, but if you give me. A smile and everything's cool like that lady at the end of the I day agree. we said thank you like no problem yeah. but don't pull up and be like 
Like, don't give me. I like. I look. It sucks. You're a barista. It sucks. But everybody has shitty lives. You know what? You and your first world Better problems. Yourself. Hey, yeah. You know, man. Honestly, you that's know? why I can't get behind the whole fifteen bucks an hour for these minimum wage oh, jobs. Yeah, listen, that's man. A whole you can't. For another day. That's, that's listen, not if, for this podcast. Listen, if you can't, <laughs> if you can't get the soda in the cup without getting the fucking soda all over my cup, you don't get fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> you know, I go to the fucking station once a morning. Right? It's not my job to put soda in a fucking cup. Right? I only right. do it once a day, and I do it daily. <laughs> But somehow, I seem to get all the fucking soda in the fucking cup without making a fucking mess all over the place. And then you hand me the fucking cup, and you go, oh, man, can I have a napkin? And you look at me like, what the fuck is a napkin? I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just fucking. Yeah. This, <sighs> that takes me back to, uh, I, we're like, we're going to end with the rant section because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. taking so much time on this. But we were, uh, uh, like, uh, my story at the Hat, if you've ever been to the Hat up in Rancho mm. or down in LA. Yeah, no, I, I saw it. Delicious pastrami. It's such good food, right? But really? like, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're staff. So, like, we get there and we roll up, and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And so the guy, like, there's like seven guys working behind this counter Imagine right. manager and seven other guys. And the guy they put to interact with, the people that come through the door, like this is their dude, yeah. their choice their on reader. Who, this is the man that like I, as an American speaking or American English speaking American, am like going to first interact with. I like walk up and I was like, oh, he's like, welcome to the hat. What can I get for you today? And I was like, um, and I've never like, I've never, I've always only had the pastrami and I was like, oh, that's not like a burger today. And it's like double burger. I was like, fuck, well, that could be like. Like how big are like your double burger? Yes, the double burger. Like how like how many <laughs> how many ounces are in your double burger? And he goes, Oh, the double burger where well, it has pickles and lettuce and tomatoes and onions. Wow. And I'm like, No, like like how big is it? He goes, Oh yes, the pickles and lettuce and tomatoes and onions. Wow. And I'm going and in my head I'm going, I'm going, Oh my god, this is just getting bad. I was like Okay, you know what? The single burger, like, is it like, oh, do you want single? Okay, the single burger has pickles and lettuce and oh, tomatoes. No. You know what? I'll just, I'll just give I'll, me the pastrami. That and the fries. That's a burger <laughs> and the fries. Okay, no problem. You want a drink? Yeah, I'll take a drink. I get my order. What, what do you think comes in my order? Pickles and tomatoes. And- I got a double burger, two single burgers, and oh, I'm going, shit. why did my bill cost $25? <laughs> it's like, the hat must be a really expensive place to eat. But I was so frustrated in dealing with this guy. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep it all and take yeah. it home with me. Like, yeah. I've already paid at this point. Just get me the fuck out of here, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's like, that to me, it's like, uh, 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 I'm with Steve on that one. With no, that. they do that at, at the Jack in the Box down the way. You know, it's like half the time... And this I don't get. This is like with kids who have been raised here, like white as could be, and they get on the little intercom thing at the drive-thru, and you can't understand a word they said. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not the quality of the speaker. It's like them. Do you know know McDonald's has gone to a pre-recording at all of their things? a lot of them It's like, hi, welcome. It's like me doing it. And then it's like always like, like, and I love the McDonald's over the one I go to all the time in Corona because there's like a, uh, like a handicapped, mentally handicapped girl. That, so yeah. it's like, this guy's like, hi, welcome to McDonald's. Would you like to try our new jalapeno double today? And I'm like in love with that thing. I'm like, yeah, can I get a jalapeno double too? Would you like fries? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the next step. And I feel like all I can do to not laugh because it's like the, like the, the most two different voices coming through. And she's super nice. And I'm always, I always chat with her. I'm like, man, you work here all the time. So I like McDonald's, you know, oh but God. it's like every time. We're finding part that uh, you're sure so probably going to get hell, edited dude. out of you're, this you're, one. You have a special place reserved for you in hell. <laughs> but and I'm not wrecking on her. I'm just like, because the recording could not, because at least they could put like a woman as no, the I recording. Know what you're and and, and you know, you're like me. You pick up 
on voices, right? Oh, and yeah. accents. Oh, yeah. So we just watched My Left Foot, the Christy Brown movie. story. I love that and movie. And he not only has like major speech impediment. He has but an he has accent. An Irish yeah. accent. In yeah. His, so he's, well, give us a podcast in a bottle, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I start speaking like that to my students and they think I'm like clowning on him. I'm like, no, I love the sound of his voice. It's, give us a kiss, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're thinking I'm being messed up. I'm like, no, it's cool. Don't you hear it? It's like uh, this see, right now, in there. They're, they're testing the waters right now to see if they even need those employees. That's why they, you're getting that initial message. Oh, you think they're gonna? They're gonna have to have some employee. Oh, uh, they'll have some, but they won't have as many. Well, I mean that's it's the, on its the way. way. It is. I mean, know? look at the voice recognition uh, yeah. software of your iPhones. It's, it's getting really good. Yes, it is. And and don't, you, don't, you, don't you don't you hate that? Like when you get that computer calls you, and uh, I was talking about there was Jay, and Jay was there a while, and and he it's like he got the call, and he goes. Are you a fucking computer? And it goes, <laughs> I know where you could make that mistake, but no, I'm not a computer. And I was like, nobody answered what? that way. Like, you, I, yeah, like you you, know, they, they're programmed you, to You're, you're starting to see the little kiosks yeah. in places already, you know, where you're just going to go up doot, 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 and uh, be done. I, I mean, you're not getting high quality food anyways. No. no. You know, I mean, no. this, is, this is slop on a bun. Uh, somebody posted a picture of Carl's Jr.'s picture of their. Uh, Jalapeno like on the commercial, and then what they got, and yeah. it is—it's it, yeah. disgusting. You know, you know they're six dollars. So yeah, you know you they're the six dollar. It, it is yeah, big it is. ass fraud, <laughs> right? You know, right. Um, so you know they're not going to pay these people, you <laughs> know, that to to produce this slot. <laughs> That's a movie we'll talk about. You have no more credits. Oh yeah, idiocracy. We're sending we've got to talk about. CPS to take your children right into our second chance movie this week, and I know that I know what mine's going to be, Chris. Second chance movie, Idiocracy. Talk there about that one. Uh, it's friggin' brilliant. It's, but here's the thing. The best part of that movie is the first like 10 minutes where they set up the world and they talk about how we've gone from you know, like our society today or 10 years ago to this completely moronic society because of breeding. Because the people who are breeding, according to this movie, are the stupidest people on the planet. And just because of sheer numbers, the gene pool is dumbed down. Well, and it's like, I think Elena and I are like the perfect example. We're, we're like the couple in Idiocracy yeah. who both are like educated and intel- and then we have one child. Yeah. Meanwhile, the chair of the park people have six or seven. So our poor genes are getting washed just out. Just like yeah. me, I go ahead and have like three kids and I'm all like, yeah, go big guys. Go big. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's fried. Yeah. Ride that Tonka truck. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a movie about uh, it's uh, o, uh, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson is in the army, and he's like a hundred IQ. He's like the, the most average man they yes. can find. And they freeze him and a prostitute to see if they can do cryogenic freezing. Yeah. And they get forgotten about for four hundred years. Yeah. And when they get unfrozen, they are the smartest people on the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's sort of like in the future, yeah. like uh, uh, Costco is like this. 30 acre uh, building, yes. you know, of, of everything is, everything is at Costco. Costco. And like the number one show on TV is Al My Balls. Yeah. And uh, the number one movie is Ass. And it's just <laughs> 90 minutes of an ass. They, they, try to, they try to water their plants with uh, <laughs> fucking Gatorade <laughs> because it's got electrolytes, electrolytes. in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's got what plants crave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's it's a, a, you have to check this movie out. It's Mike out. Judge Classic. who did Office Space and Beavis uh, and Butthead. Yeah. If you don't, if you've never, and uh, what's King that? King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah. Damn it, Bobby! You know, you <laughs> right. two boys. Yeah. Damn it, Bobby! Uh, yeah, but we—if uh, you've never seen that, uh, Chris, definitely the good, good second Absolutely. chance pool. Steve, well, and it's funny because you see memes and stuff on Facebook, and if you've never seen it, you're not going to get it. No, it's like the only movie. That started out as a film and is turning into a documentary. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's absolutely question. true. 
Uh, my uh, second chance movie as we get closer to October and uh, Halloween season is Trick or Treat. Uh, 2007. Okay, not the one from the 80s. Not Trick or Treat okay. with Ozzy and Gene yeah. Simmons. No, not <laughs> so that movie. Bad. I remember that movie. Yeah. That's I, actually, I, I own that movie. I, I thought own that's that, what you were talking terrible. about. No. And it was the tape that made everybody die or something. 2007's Trick or Treat. Okay. <laughs> Does it have the er, R with the yeah, apostrophe? Just a, little, just a little R. Trick or Treat. Um, I hate trick when they do treat. that shit. Uh, it's an anthology uh, that's all... Uh, we're getting together on Halloween night. It's really cool. Uh, it's got uh, Anna Paquin before she was in uh, True Blood. Oh, and right. let me tell you, she looks banging in this movie. Um, Worth a watch then? Her, her, her She's a butterface. Not in this. Oh, now, man. You gotta, I think she's uh, good looking except for the gap teeth. Like, she got that Michael Strahan gap tooth I, thing I'm, going I'm on. I'm not down with Anna Paquin. I don't um, get it. That's like I, if she was rogue, I'd let her touch me. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I, I didn't like her as rogue. I didn't. I didn't really like her until now that she's starting to develop more. <laughs> Better now <laughs> than right. she was. Uh, but it's it's really cool. Uh, it's like four stories. Uh, it all takes place on Halloween night. Uh, really rad. It, it just it came out at the wrong time and it just went straight to DVD and yeah. it just didn't get the play that it needed. Trick or treat. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, Is it a, a like a slasher flick or what's the deal? Uh, you know, I, I mean, story, don't give away anything. Each you know? story was different. You know, you oh, had a little okay. slasher, you had a little uh, dark comedy. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I'll let you borrow it sometime. All right, cool. So. Well, I'm going to, uh, 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 I was originally going to do one movie, but you, you made me shift gears and think of a different one. So I'll save my other one for next week. Uh, our next episode, we're going to do our first, uh, we're going to have our guest uh, host, uh, Todd Pemble, is going to come on and help us out. And we're going to do some Halloween themed stuff. Spooky Steve. Yeah, it'll be Spooky Steve. And we'll do like a new intro and stuff for you <laughs> for Nerd, Christ, Nerd Life Crisis with Spooky Steve. But mine is a movie that came out in 2006 called The Signal. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Another anthology film. And the whole premise of the movie is that there is, uh, through the televisions and the radio, there's this some sort of like electronic signal that comes through and it drives everybody fucking crazy. Really? To the point where they start killing each other. Huh. And there's three different, there's one, two, there's three different segments in it. Um, and each one is directed by a different filmmaker. Oh. Fantastic. I like when they do that. Oh, fantastic like movie. movie. Right. So, and what mm. you see is like, and especially like the middle one, where there's like this guy and this girl, and like they've both essentially gone through their own thing, and they end up at this apartment together. And like they're both tweaking on like, is he going crazy or am I going crazy? And it's like the two of them, and I think, I don't want to give anything away, but like somebody ends up dead, and they end up like kicking the shit out of each other. Fantastic movie. Not a lot of people know about it. Huh, I want to say, oh, I, God, was it a British film? I want to say it was possibly. There was like Joe Cornish does one of the segments. Um, uh, uh, you'll know him from Attack the Block. He did that movie. Uh, wow, well, that's another one if you haven't yeah. seen it. Like, I got a ton of second chance movies. But The Signal that came out in 2006, really good movie. Good horror film, too. Hmm. Like, uh, give it a by ch- me. Yeah, give it a chance, man. Like, uh, it's one of those ones that I picked up in like the dollar bin at Best Buy, but I had read about it. And when I got done uh, watching it, I was like, man, I don't know how people miss this movie. This movie's really good. There's a lot of those out there that well, just didn't get the support of a studio. Or... Attack the Block. If you've never seen Attack the Block, yeah. uh, the lead in that's going to be in the new Star Wars film. He's going to be one of the leads in the new Star hmm. Wars. Fantastic movie about, uh, and it's got like, it, it, we're in London and the alien invasion drops in the middle of like the roughest neighborhood in London 
And yeah. like these kids take a uh, 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 sort of, they find an alien and they're like, fucking grab that thing and take it with us, you know? Yeah. And they take it back to their apartment. And it's uh, the fat guy from the Simon Pegg films. Oh, uh, right, right. He's this popular, <laughs> and they like drag his out, drag the, the, uh, the Talk alien. Talk about being typecast. Though. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is this alien, like these other aliens are like searching for this first alien. Yeah. So then it becomes like these like 16, 17 year old kids. But really fucking good movie, dude. Like, and it's funny because they're like out there with baseball bats and shit, like beating yeah. up aliens. <laughs> but it's and it's like these, these kids, like some of them get killed. Like it's hardcore. Like as huh. far as that goes, really interesting movie. So I guess I got two this week. It's okay. the signal and uh, and the attack the block. So with that, you guys, we're gonna wrap it up for the week. Uh, once again, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm Ron Miltz, Steve Hale, Chris Thayer, and we are having a nerd life crisis. We'll talk to you soon. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis.